This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec, the podcast that keeps you updated and educated. Hello and welcome to Tech Guide, episode 499. Thanks for listening once again. Great to have your company on the show. My name is Stephen Fennec. I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show, it's a special one. We're talking about tech that can help the disabled, the elderly, and to protect children. So we'll take you through Apple's many accessibility features that you didn't even know existed. There's a whole range of new products that are designed for older Australians. And we'll also talk about the new child safety features for iPhone. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at the Ecovacs DBot X1 Omni. This is an automated home cleaning system. We're also going to check out the new Bose SoundLink Flex Bluetooth speaker. And we'll also tell you about the new Denon Low Profile soundbar. And we'll answer all of your tech questions in the Tech Guide help desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, the company that keeps you connected. And Norton, the company that keeps you protected. Okay, I hope you find this podcast, this episode of Tech Guide, particularly useful because we're going to talk about some features of products that you probably already know about, uh, but how the accessibility features can be accessed, and, and not just by people with a disability, people of all ages. We're going to talk later on about products for older Australians, designed for older Australians, and also some child safety features. But first of all, let's talk accessibility features and Apple is really leading the way with these features on its product, including the iPhone, iPad, and the the Mac. And they're designed to make the devices completely usable for people with vision, hearing, mobility, and cognitive disabilities. Now, I don't know whether you knew this, one in five Australians has a disability. That's more than 4.4 million people. Australians also are ageing into disability as well, with 16% of the population aged over 65. Now, according to the Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, at age 65, Australians can expect to live, on average, over half of their remaining years with some level of disability, their sight, their mobility, some level of disability. So I thought it was a good opportunity to talk about the many features, new and existing features that Apple has created for the iPhone and iPad to help anyone with a disability use these devices in their day-to-day life and be empowered by those products in the same way as an able-bodied customer can, can be. Now, as I said, many of these features can be used by anyone uh, with many also providing a handy shortcut. So you don't need a disability to be able to use these many, many accessibility features. Of course, they are designed for the four main areas that I mentioned, vision, hearing, cognitive, and mobility. So they're the four areas, but you'll find, we'll go through the highlights of some of these these existing and new features, and you'll think, wow, I could use that. So uh, don't think uh, these are for these are for anybody. So they're, they're designed for anybody and everybody. Let's start with vision. Globally, there are 285 million people that are visually impaired. That's 39 million of those are blind. Now, several features can help with this. Uh, the first being voiceover. 
VoiceOver is a, a reader, a screen reader that tells you exactly what's happening on your device. So if you tap an app, it'll say the name of it. It'll it'll describe also uh, what what document you're looking at, all, all these various things. But there is a new feature that now allows VoiceOver to describe people, objects, texts, and graphs in detail. Now, for example, if you were to open up your camera and aim it at an object, it'll tell you what it is. The, the demo that I had, I put a pair of sunglasses on a white surface, and that's exactly what it said it was, sunglasses on a white surface. So it can be really helpful for that. Um, there is, there is uh, On every one of these features that I talk about today, there are, there's a link on Tech Guide to let you know how to set that up for yourself. It's either a video or a shortcut to the Apple page that takes you step by step to, to set it up for yourself. The next is Speak Screen. Now, you can hear the content of your entire screen read aloud. So if you're on a web page, for example, you might be reading one of Tech Guide stories, you can activate this feature and it will read the story to you. It will read whatever's on the screen. And can be it, the, the spoken content can come from one of 70 voices and also in over 35 languages as well. Text size, that's a pretty easy one. for uh, And, it, you know, you, as, as we get older, myself included, I need glasses to read. Now you can actually, rather than having to reach for your glasses every time you want to use your iPhone, you can actually just adjust the text size. That's pretty good. Here's another cool new feature, the last of the ones in the vision section we'll talk about, and that is people detection. Now, in the iPhone 12 Pro and 13 and uh, 12 Pro, 13 Pro, and Pro Max models, and also the 12.9 iPad, 12.9 inch iPad Pro, fourth gen or later, the 11th inch iPad Pro, second gen or later. So, if any of those devices, people detection takes advantage of the lidar scanner, so it can determine the person's proximity to you. So. What it does, it uses that technology and measures how long it takes for the light to reflect back from objects. So in this case, it'll help you do things like standing in line at a cafe. If if you're vision impaired, you can't see the person in front of you, but the LiDAR scanner can tell you. So it'll, it'll let you know how far you are standing from the person behind you, in front of you. Also really handy too for, say, you, you've, you've just stepped on a train or a bus you can see if there's anyone sitting in a seat. So it'll find an empty seat for you as well. Moving on to hearing, uh, in 2005, it was estimated that there was 3.55 million Australians had some level of hearing loss. That's the equivalent of 17% of the population. And did you know, hearing aids are now compatible with iPhone. They work with the iPhone. Apple's partnered with several of the top manufacturers to create hearing aids and sound processes designed especially for their devices, for Apple's devices. And what they all they do, they provide, they provide incredible audio quality uh, and offer a number of really helpful features. So, um, And it can be set up and used just like any other Bluetooth device. Now, what you can do if you, uh, you, you can apply your audiologist's report, so there's presets. So you know how when you get an eye test, you get a reading. When you get a hearing test, you get a reading as well. That's the audiologist uh, preset. So you can actually set the device to match your level of hearing loss so that it can adjust when you're in locations like restaurants and outdoors and public, on public transport and all things like that. So really easy to set up. Live listen is another feature too, assistive listening feature that helps you have 
better conversation. So what, what happens, once it's activated, all you need to do is move your device towards the people you're talking with. And then the audio is picked up from the device's microphone and sent to your wireless ear headphones or hearing aid. So if you're in, in a, a, a restaurant, for example, and there's a couple of people that you're sitting at a table with, you can place your phone near them so you hear them through your hearing aid or through your, your he- headphones as well. It works, works that way also. Uh, sound recognition is another one too. So if you're vision impaired, sound recognition... Uh, sorry, if, if you're hearing impaired, I should say, sound recognition can help you hear as well. So say you, you can't, you obviously you're hearing impaired, you might not be able to hear things like a crying baby or a doorbell or a phone ringing, but you can activate sound recognition to listen out for those various sounds and, and receive a notification. So the best example is the doorbell. Your doorbell rings, it makes a particular sound, your iPhone can detect that and give you a notification. You might be wearing an Apple Watch. It'll say doorbell's ringing. Or even better still, there's a shortcut as well that you can set it up. Uh, so, so you can set up a smart light to turn a certain color when these sounds are recognized. For example, you might have a smart light that turns red when the door when the doorbell's ringing. So again, you've got no hearing, but you can you can see you can visually hear what's happening. On the cognitive side. Um, there is a feature called background sounds. Now, everyday sounds can be uncomfortable for various people. So what, what this feature does, it does uh, allow you to choose from balanced, like bright or dark noise to sort of mask external or, or environmental noise. Uh, so that, that's, that's a feature that's easily set up as well. There's also a feature to for guided access so this allows you to stay on task or on the app that you happen to be working on so you can limit the device to stay on one app at a time um, and you can do that so rather than having all these notification everything coming in you can restrict the functionality if you like so it's focused on one particular thing you don't want to be distracted from that thing Uh, so when if you're, you can use this if you're, you're wanting to focus on something. You're a parent, a teacher, you just want to help yourself focus. You can customize this experience so that all that works on your device is the app or, applic- or whatever program you happen to be working on. On the mobility side, now people with physical or mobility disabilities, that, you know, a lot of them can't type, they can't touch, they can't hold devices. So there are features that allow them to take control. The first is dictation. Dictation built into the device, lets you talk whatever you wherever you would normally type. So you can type an email, notes, a web address without even touching the device. You can just use your voice. So you just simply tap the microphone button on the on-screen keyboard and say what you want to write. Uh, your device then converts that into words. It's really, really well done. It's all, and it all happens, all happens on device as well. So nothing needs to leave your phone. It doesn't need to go to the cloud for interpretation. It'll actually just do it. Voice control, of course. You can navigate your device with your voice. So commands like click, swipe, tap help you interact with your, with your favorite apps. And you can even precisely select, drag, zoom, all of those things as well. Uh, assistive touch is another one so you can adapt your touch screen to fit your physical needs so if certain gestures like pinching or tapping don't work for you you can swap them with a gesture that uh, that doesn't that does or, or create a touch that's that's your own that customized with your for your own touch uh, you can customize the layout of assistive touch menu as well so uh, or connect a Bluetooth mouse to control an on-screen pointer as well if you need to 
Uh, there's also assistive touch for Apple Watch. Now, what this does, it allows users with upper body limb differences to navigate on-screen motion on their Apple Watch display or answer calls using clench, double clench, and pinch gesture. So your Apple Watch can pick those up, and that could be your how you navigate your, your iPhone or your, your Mac or your iPad. There's also head tracking. And eye tracking, on the head tracking side, you can use the movement of your head to control the pointer on your screen. So point, track your facial movements to perform various actions. Uh, iPad OS now supports third-party eye tracking devices. So you can uh, control the iPad using just your eyes. So this is where these compatible devices will track where a person's looking on the screen and the pointer will follow your gaze, so wherever you happen to be looking. And here's another one that a lot of people did not know existed, back tap. So the easiest shortcut is is uh, tapping the back of your phone. Double tap or triple tap the back of your iPhone. Yes, it works. It reacts to taps. There's 24 different actions that you can create from your own shortcuts to simplify tasks. And this is you, you can be able-bodied for this as well. So you can open your camera, uh, mute, take a screenshot, all by either double tapping or triple tapping the back of your phone. Yes, the back of your phone, not the screen. That's just one of the many features that uh, Apple has uh, unveiled with these new accessibility features. Some of them existed for a while. Others I've seen only for the first time because they're brand new. But if you want to go through those, as I said, every one of those features I mentioned, and there are more that I didn't mention. There's just too many to fit into the podcast, but there's plenty on the story on Tech Guide, and every single one has a link to help you set it up. So if you want to see more of that, head over to techguide.com.au. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. All righty. Next up, we're talking about a company called Home Life Technology. Now, this is a company that has that that um, has distributing products aimed for older members of our community. It, it's it, you think about it, a lot of the products that we that we that we see today are designed for younger customers. They've got small buttons. They're really thin. They're really light, and they're complicated. But not much has been given by way of uh, consideration for older users, and that's that's where Home Life Technology steps in. What they've done is they've they're offering a range of devices that are designed for older users and their carers. Now, Home Life Technology is set up was founded by a mate of mine, Paul Colley. I've known him in the in the consumer tech industry for many years. He worked for Sony and Samsung. He's got more than twenty years experience working in the consumer tech space. His wife also happens to be a specialist nurse in aged care as well. And Paul's mother uh, also happens to have dementia. So he's really sort of has uh, uh, his mother to, to support in terms of being able to give her devices that can help her with, uh, with living with dementia. But also she's able to remain in her home in a dignified way. So she's still able to do whatever she needs to do with the help of these products rather than being uh, some, you see some dementia patients are, are shipped off to a, to a facility, they need all, they need help. And but there are some, with some of these products, you can actually stay, stay in your own home, be comfortable in your own home and uh, and w- with the help of these products, you can, you can still live your life. Uh, we'll, we'll go through them quickly right now. The first is a connected digital photo frame. This is pretty cool because not many older Australians are on social media. So if 
the family sharing pictures on Facebook and Instagram and all these other platforms, usually, and I'll use my parents as the example. My parents are in their early 80s. They're, they're fighting fit, but they're not, they're not in on social media. So whenever we post things from an occasion, uh, I've either got to send them the photos on their, to their phone or I can use this product, the connected digital photo frame, where I can actually send them remotely to the frame. And they'll see all these brand new photos appearing that they would normally have seen on online, on social media. So that's a great way for them to stay in touch with the family. The other product is the Robin Day Clock. It's designed to help loved ones stay oriented in their home. So they know the day, the time, the date. It gives them reminders to take medication if they have appointments. And these reminders are both visual, so on-screen reminders, and also spoken reminders as well. So really, you hear audible time announcements or audible uh, notifications. Like You might say, it's 1 p.m., it's time to take your medication. Or it's 2 p.m., you've got a doctor's appointment in one hour. So they're the sort of, uh, the, the sort of notifications you'll receive. There's also the Relish Radio. Now, this is a radio that's really easy to set up. It's really easy to set your your favorite presets. So what you do, you might label, and you can write on these labels yourself. You might say breakfast radio or favorite podcast. It might be Tech Guide. Uh, you might put your a playlist, whatever you happen to the the happen to like to listen to. And there's a simple on there's an on on button, an off button, your choice of presets, and a volume button. So it's very simple, really easy to use. And for, and the radio for many older Australians is like a companion. They really like to have it on. It's like they've got company. They're, they, they're hearing these voices and they're hearing these shows and talk back and they really love it. I think uh, that's really important for them to have that entertainment and, 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 and companionship from their radio. The other product is the Flipper Big Button TV Remote. Now, anyone who's seen the latest smart TV remotes, there's more buttons on them than the Space Shuttle, so it, it is can be intimidating for an older user. What the Flipper does, it really simplifies things. There's a channel control, a volume control, on-off button, and a mute button. Really simple. There, does, there is a sliding panel, so it helps them access the different sources and uh, a numerical keypad. But basically, it just lets them get to what they want to do. Also works with Foxtel IQ and the Fetch TV set-top boxes as well. So all of those products designed with the older customer in mind. If you want to see the link, there is a link to Home Life Technology. There's also all the pricing of all those products as well. You can see photos. Uh, so if you want to check them out, great idea. If you, you might have an older relative or grandparents or parents that you might think might benefit from this, uh, these uh, that is the place to look. Home Life Technology. If you want to check out our story and the link and the pricing, you can see that at techguide.com.au. Okay, now let's get to our younger users. Now, there's a new safety feature that Apple has released for the iPhone and iPad. It's a child protection feature. Now, this is delicate, and the way Apple described it to me was equally delicate. Now, basically what this new feature is, is to be able to detect when a child is sending or receiving nude photographs so there is a technology now on on the device the device has machine learning it's powerful enough to be able to analyze images either being received or sent on device so it doesn't send it off the device and it will tell you 
it'll it'll can detect if there is if there is nudity. So the 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 feature analyzes the images and attachments on device, the iPhone, the iPad, or Mac, does not send it to the cloud. So what this means is that no one, including Apple, sees the messages or images apart from the user. It's all done via machine learning, like I said. Now, with that in mind, okay, so that's kind of the privacy side of it taken care of. But what it does, once it's detected these images, the measures, uh, the, the, the measures have been introduced, it's, it's at a time when sexting and sending nude photographs is quite common among teenagers. And uh, according to a recent eSafety Commissioner survey, 9 out of 10 young people between 14 and 17, that's under, still under, legal, uh, under the legal age of consent there, 9 out of 10 young people between 14 and 17 thought sexting and sending images like this was a kind of courtship behaviour. They thought it was normal, in other words. That research also showed that 15% reported being asked for an image with 52% of those requests coming from someone they didn't know. So there's two sides to this. There's the one side is that, okay, you're going to send photos like this. The warnings that pop up say things like, are you sure you want to do this? Don't share anything you don't want to. Talk to someone you trust if you feel pressured to view naked images or send them. You're not alone. You can talk to someone who's trained to help. Uh, it... The warning, uh, the other warning, if you're trying to send a photo, says, "Look, it's not your fault, but naked photos and videos can be used to hurt you. The person in this might not want it seen. It could, it could have been, it could have been shared without permission. So it's sort of it's it's educating the user here. Now, here's here's the part, the tricky part that I found when I was told about these features. If you had a teenage boy or girl." and their, their phone has full parental control, they may be on your family sharing plan, you kind of control what they can do on that phone and what they can look at. Now, with this new feature, the nude photos, nothing is reported to the parent. There's no notification sent to the parent. It's only the child that sees those warnings. So it's up to the child to tell the parent what they're doing or what they're seeing. So there's no automatic notification to the parent to say, oh, little 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 Tammy sent a nude photograph or little Johnny just received a nude photograph. There's none of that. It's the child that has to, to, to inform the parent. And, and that's part of that that's one of the options when receiving a nude photo. One of the options is message a grown up or don't view or view. So message a grown up is part of it. Now here's the the other side of this is, yeah, it might be teenagers having a bit of fun or trying what they think is fun. But the other side of this is it could potentially be a child exploitation thing going on here where some child might be being groomed and they're asked to send nude photographs. So what it does, it really sort of plants in the child's mind, are you sure you want to do this and here's what could happen, here's why it might be happening. So just think twice before you do that. That's, I think that's sort of the main thrust of it as well. Um, I spoke to, and in my story I, I've quoted, I've spoken to uh, child safety expert Joanne Orlando. She's been a guest on Tech Guide in the past, and, and she said it's a good move because it's based on education and a child learning to make good decisions. She says taking an educative approach helps a child begin to see red flags, and that's good. 
It shifts the focus from adult surveillance. The best scenario is a parent talking their child through this. So this could be very supportive for a child, plus it opens up lines of communication if a child is unsure. So that's that's the, the upside here where it does uh, allow that to happen. Apple's also expanded guidance in Siri, Spotlight and Safari. So they're adding resources to help both children and parents stay safe online. Uh, we, to, so... If they are, if if they start searching for various things, so if there are, um, if it's been up, they've been updated. So if a user performs searches or queries related to child exploitation, the notification in that case will include warnings that interest in this topic is harmful and illegal, and open up offer resources from partner and organisations to receive help. So there's the other side of the coin there as well. So basically, it's all about keeping the child safe whether it's their choice to send naked photos or whether they, they feel they may be forced or pressured to do that as well. A tricky one, it's tricky being a parent with children uh, with, with devices of this age. So I think it's, it's great to have an open conversation with your child. Make sure they, they know the, the consequences that these, these messages from this new feature will certainly help that as well. So I think, um, yeah, it's uh, time to maybe... Tell your children, uh, sit them down and, and explain things to them. I think it's a, it's a great opportunity to have a conversation. I, I think perhaps this is an update that's coming. So I think perhaps uh, in before the update comes, maybe sit your child down and say, look, there's going to be a, a new update to your phone and mine uh, that is opt-in. So it, it's not on by default. You have to opt into this and explain to them what it is and they may why they may see these messages. So look, if uh, it, it kind of can sort of help... Uh, uh, have that have that preliminary conversation before before they actually see these warnings. So I think uh, all, all I think the 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 intentions are good here from Apple to help keep children informed and also keep children safe. If you want to read more about that, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Norton. They're the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Now, if you're an online gamer, you want the best performance while still helping to maintain your computer's security. And that's exactly what Norton 360 for Gamers offers. The patented game optimizer technology can help maximize gaming performance while still helping to maintain the level of security you've come to expect from Norton LifeLock. Game Optimizer can free your PC from power-hungry programs running in the background that eat up your system's resources, helping you get more performance out of your rig. Whether you're a hardcore gamer or just a casual player, Norton 360 for Gamers helps provide multiple layers of protection for your devices, game accounts, and digital assets. Norton 360 for Gamers also includes features that help protect against cyber threats, including malware and webcam takeovers. If you want to help ensure all the available computing power of your system is allocated to the game for maximum performance, while still helping to maintain maximum protection, then put Norton 360 for Gamers on your team. Listeners of the Tech Guide podcast will receive a 50% discount to a year's subscription of Norton 360 for Gamers by using the promo code TECHGUIDE when they visit au.norton.com forward slash techguide. And now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennick. 
First up on the review list, we are talking about the Ecovac's new uh, D-Bot X1 Omni. Now, D-Bots have been around for a while, been talking about them on the show for quite a while, and these are robotic vacuum and mopping systems. So this is uh, this is taking it to a whole other level, though. The, the X1 has a new station, a new robot with a more advanced technology on board there as well. Uh, so what it can give back to you is your time. That's something that's quite valuable to you. Think about it. This is going to mop. It's going to vacuum. And with the station, it's a real hands-off approach because it'll collect the dust. It'll, it'll take the dust out of the vacuum, store it in the station. It will also change the water to, to take the dirty water out of the, of the mop of the robot and put clean water in. So it's a real hands-off approach here. So uh, this has really, really gone to the next level. The X1 Omni, uh, this is a, it's a newer station, new system, larger station. So that, as I said, can look after both emptying the robot's vacuum dustbin and refill the unit's water tank with clean water. So don't forget it mops as well. So even clean the mopping pads when it's done as well. Now, the design is pretty slick here. That's because it's the result of the uh, courtesy industrial design courtesy of Jacob Jensen, same design house that's responsible for the Bang & Olufsen product range. So that's pretty fancy for a, for a robot vacuum, of course. The X1 Omni itself has more powerful suction at 5,000 PA and also includes the latest RV 3D object detection. That's AIVI 3D object detection and sensing technology. It has the True Mapping 2.0 to map and navigate your home and also the strongest mopping system ever created by Ecovacs. Uh, on, on the vacuum side, I think it's... This is really, uh, if, if it's sent out every day, that 5,000 PA is, is quite powerful and can keep your house really tidy. Not only you vac- you're vacuuming your carpet, but also your hard floors. It does vacuum hard floor as well as mop the hard floor. So uh, this, this product has uh, a lot of new technology. It's the, they've, they've been in the game more than 20 years, you know. So Ecovacs has done a lot of homework here. This is a 20 years of research and innovation that's uh, really taken this product to uh, a whole new place. I think there's a lot of there's been a lot of skeptics uh, skepticism about robot vacuums and just how well they can clean. Well, I think any any doubts will be totally taken away if you take a look at this new Omni product, the Omni Station and the robot vacuum cleaner as well. So I think uh, yeah, you will be impressed. Now setting up the unit's really easy. Comes with a great companion app and. First thing the robot's going to do is map your home. So using the True Mapping 2.0 technology, it does create, you'll see a floor plan being created of your home. And on that floor plan, you can easily label on it and identify each room. So you can then direct the robot vacuum to various parts of your home for spot cleaning. So you might say, go mop the kitchen or go vacuum bedroom two or whatever you want to do. It will know then what, where that room is and head straight out there to do that. Um, as I said, the uh, strongest suction ever on a D-Bot, the, the 5,000 PA, can really clean, keep your cl- carpets clean and your hard floors. Four-stage deep cleaning system, so it's a 95% cleaning efficiency. And the other improvement is, of course, with the AI-VI 3D technology, so it can recognise and avoid obstacles in its path 
one enemy of robot vacuums are obstacles, including things like socks, cables, little toys. Uh, you can find uh, many other models will be stuck on those products because they get jammed up into the into the in the brushes and they can't move. Uh, the the AI on the on the DBot has reached a point where it can recognise up to eighteen common items left on floors, including cables, socks, and toys. And rather than getting tangled up, it'll just move around it. It won't continue. It'll just keep going. It'll avoid that little spot and then give you a notification that there was an object on the floor so that uh, once it's removed, you can actually send the robot back there to clean where, where that was. Uh, so it, it kind of like, it, it uses similar technology to that of an autonomous vehicle, uh, EcoVax uh, is saying. So it utilizes this technology to identify and sense different types of objects while building three-dimensional information about its environment. Quite a smart robot, this one. Now, on the mopping side, it uses the Osmo Turbo 2.0 rotating mopping system. If you take a close look, you'll see out the back that the robots, the, the, the pads, are uh, moving with high-speed rotation, 180 RPM. And that's, that's fast enough and strong enough to handle things like coffee stains on the floor, soy sauce, you want to drop stuff on the floor, those little stains that normally require you to get on your hands and knees with a wet cloth, this can handle it. Uh, it, it applies the pressure and varying uh, levels of water as well. So if there's a high, medium, and low of um, mopping methods, and the, the levels change with the amount of water that the robot will use in the cleaning process as well. There's also an interactive assistant. It's a voice control. Yiko is the, is the voice control. So if you say, okay, Yiko, it'll, it'll, you can say, okay, Yiko, start mapping or go back to clean the bedroom or mop the kitchen. You can now talk to it, and it also maintains its smart home ability. So if it's, if it's Alexa, Google Assistant, it's also compatible with those systems as well. Now, as I mentioned before, it does have the station that can remove the dust, but and also replace dirty water and, and, and then put clean water back into the mop. Uh, so it, it, is quite a, it is quite a set and forget system for up to, up to a couple of months. The, the system and the stations are big enough to handle that kind of time away from it. But I think it's a good idea to sort of check on the brushes. And the brushes are cleaned, by the way, in the station for mopping after they're mopped. The machine backs into the station, by the way. The older Ecovacs, the, the cheaper Ecovacs, just, just go up to the charging station and just park there to charge. This one backs up to charge and also to clean the mop, to empty the dustbin, replace the water. Uh, remarkable technology. The, the Ecovax D-Bot X1 Omni, it's available now. It's, it's not cheap. It's priced at 2499 bucks. But think about what you're getting. A robot vacuum, a robot mopping system, and a station that kind of cleans itself. It, it is a, it's like having a cleaner in your home that's a robot. It does a remarkable job. So if you want to check that out, it's available from Bing Lee, Godfrey's, JB Hi-Fi, the good guys, and ecovax.com.au. Uh, and there are images on our website. There are photos of the that D-Bot in our house, uh, as well as in demonstration modes that we saw as well. So I highly recommend you check it out. The D-Bot X1 Omni, for, if you want to take a closer look and check out the price and the pictures, it's at techguide.com.au. couple of audio products first one uh bose soundlink flex speaker now this is a go anywhere speaker 
It's a rugged speaker. It's great for those who want to take their music anywhere with them. I, I love that it's uh, built from uh, this, this rugged material. It's got an IP67 rating, so it's waterproof and dustproof. In fact, if you drop it in water, it floats. So don't worry about having to dive down for it. It, it floats, this thing. It's made from soft-touch silicon has powder-coated steel grill and also has a little fabric loop so you can hold it or hang it from somewhere, maybe from your backpack, from a something or a, uh, whatever, wherever you want to hang it, off a hook somewhere. The device itself is about 20 centimetres long, 9.2 centimetres wide and 5.2 centimetres thick, weighs 600, 600 grams. On the top are the controls, power button, volume, Bluetooth controls, really easy to connect to your device. When it does, it announces the product it's connected to and how, what your battery level is. Uh, you can also pair the SoundLink Flex with other compatible Bose speakers with a, a feature called Simple Sync. So you can add more sound around your home or make a bigger sound wherever you are. So a mate of yours might have one of these as well. You can put them together, make a bigger sound. Now, on the, on the audio side, of course, it's, it goes without saying that the audio quality from Bose is just simply superb. Uh, really nice level of bass, just right. Uh, it not, not, that's one thing I hate about some speakers and headphones is the, the bass tries to take over. It's, it's like a TV adding extra brightness to improve the picture quality. In this, in this instance, it's like the bass trying to disguise the other crappy parts of the audio. In, in, in Bose's case, there's no need to hide anything because it all sounds great, including the bass. Uh, these, that sound is delivered through the custom design transducer with digital signal processing as well. So that's why you're getting that lovely crisp sound. Um, the SoundLink Flex is also, no matter how you're holding it or how it's sitting, it'll always sound good because there's a technology called Position IQ. So there's, a, there's sensors on board that can detect whether it's sitting upright, on its back, on its side, hanging by the, by the, by the clip as well, by the hook. So it can optimise the sound no matter how it's sitting. So no matter how you it is sitting, it'll deliver that really crisp, clear audio. Uh, and it's quite loud too. If you want to really fill up a room or your campsite or picnic spot, uh, this can really be the life of the party. Now, I tested the durability of this by accident because I dropped it. Um, you, you don't drop something on purpose, of course. When I dropped it, it was from a standing height. So I dropped it on my tiled floor and it just bounced off the floors, playing music at the time. Didn't miss a beat. Uh, and just ro- rolled to a stop, and I just picked it up, and there weren't even any scratches on it, and it just kept playing, not a problem. Uh, battery-wise, you get about 12 hours of playback, and that's, we didn't get that. I got close to about 10, 10 and a half, because I was playing it at nearly full volume. I think the higher the volume, of course, the more battery you're going to use, so I think uh, the roughly about 10 hours, which is still good, uh, 12 hours if you want to play it really low, about 10, and a, 10 to 10 and a half is what I got. So, um, oh, look, that's still good because I wanted to hear my music pretty loud. Um, connecting, as I said, is really easy. Uh, one thing, it'd be good to know how much power is left in this thing. You can sort of take note of when you started playing it and all that and sort of hope that 10 hours later it's still going. But I reckon it would have been a good idea to have three or four small LED lights so you can view the battery level at a glance. So you, you, you press a button and there's there's some lights on the on the back of it. So to tell you just how much power there is. At the moment, there's no indicator. There's only an indicator to tell you when it's on, and there's an indicator to tell you that uh, Bluetooth is connecting or connected. So there's no there's no other reference uh, LEDs to, to tell you how much power is you know, So if, say there were four LED lights, you press a button and three of them light up. You think, oh, I've still got three quarters of the power battery left. Two of them light up, you're down to half. One of them light up, 
you got what you've only got one, and when the what that one starts flashing, you know that you're on fumes. You got to recharge the thing. That would have been nice to see, but not a deal breaker. I still think fantastic product. Uh, price of two hundred and forty nine ninety five. The Bose Sound Link Flex. If you want to take a closer look, check it out. Techguide.com.au. Denon have a new low-profile soundbar that is designed to really elevate your home audio and home movie experience. The DHTS217, an affordable, low-profile soundbar with a built-in subwoofer and Dolby Atmos 3D technology as well. So... One of the great features is this is a dialogue enhancer, so you can hear really clear dialogue. I know I hear a lot of people I hear from readers saying that you know the I can't really hear the people talking very well, so they need to turn it up. But but that what that does it increases the volume of other parts of the soundtrack. So uh, with this, it, it can focus on the dialogue and enhance it. So that that's another big tick there. Also with that onboard two onboard down firing subwoofers can also give you solid bass response as well. So it gives that real thump to your soundtrack, to your movies and your music. Uh, also includes Dolby Atmos 3D. So you can hear real cinematic sound, uh, surround sound, like coming from all directions. So you, you think it's left, right, above you, behind you. Uh, really good. Really does uh, add to the quality experience with your 4K TV. So I think uh, a great choice there, and the, and it's it's low profile as I said. It's only five centimeters tall, so that means you can uh, easily position it in front of any TV. You know, some soundbar, some TVs are quite low. The stand isn't high enough. You put a soundbar in front of it, you're covering the bottom of the screen. With this, no dramas. Five centimeters, it's you can fit under any TV, and if, if, you can also mount it on the wall if if you want to as well, or leave it below a wall mounted TV on your entertainment unit. That that works too. Uh, the subwoofers and Dolby Atmos uh, have ha- are also accompanied by high-performance mid-range drivers and tweeters, so you can get that true 3D audio experience. You can also, if you're a music lover, easily pair via Bluetooth from your mobile device, stream your music as well, so you don't even have, even have to have the TV on. The Denon soundbar can be connected to with a supplied HDMI or optical cables, and that allows you to control the volume through your TV's remote control. So the 4K HDMI connectivity also passes through fantastic video quality. And the EARC also gives you the rich audio. EARC, that's E-Audio Return Channel. That's where you should plug in your soundbar to your TV. Uh, that also gives you stunning audio playback as well from anything you happen to be watching on your TV, whether it's free-to-air TV uh, whether it's uh, pay TV, streaming apps, whatever you need, whatever's coming through that through that HDMI cable that's plugged in through the EARC, you are getting the sound through the soundbar. Four sound modes on the Denon soundbar, movie, night, music, and pure. So they're the movies, obviously, for movies. Night, I think, could be for, uh, for music as well. Uh, and there's pure, so that sort of gives you, you know how like on a TV you have you have cinema, dynamic, uh, ed- extra dynamic. This is kind of your audio version of that. So at least gives you a little bit of choice. The DHT S217 from Denon, available in May. It's going to be priced at 399 bucks, which I think is remarkable. Uh, it's going to be available from authorised Denon retailers in, in May. So early May, I understand. The Denon DHT S217. If you want to take a close look, check it out at techguide.com.au. 
You're listening to Tech Guide with Stephen Fennec. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly supported by Netgear. They're Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Is your Wi-Fi struggling to keep up with your streaming, work, gaming, video calling and more? And what happens if you're doing all of that at once? When you're connected to your world by Wi-Fi, be sure it's the best. Bring your Wi-Fi up to speed with Orbi Wi-Fi 6 from Netgear. Orbi Wi-Fi 6 is the best and latest in Wi-Fi. It covers your entire home with the fastest Wi-Fi for uninterrupted streaming, video calling and working and learning from home on more devices than ever before in any part of the house. It's Wi-Fi perfectly engineered. Are you ready for the best Wi-Fi ever? Find out more at netgear.com.au slash best Wi-Fi. All your tech questions answered. This is the Tech Guide Help Desk. The Tech Guide Help Desk brought to you by our good friends at Belkin, belkin.com forward slash AU. Now, Belkin make all kinds of things from cables to, to power banks, MagSafe products, earphones, you name it. Belkin have got a range of accessories that can help you. Check them out, belkin.com forward slash AU. I've had a couple of questions from listeners and, and, and readers asking about charging batteries. Now, there's a couple of occasions where I've heard where someone's uh, picked up a laptop they haven't used for quite a while, and they're telling me that, oh, look, no matter what I do, it's not charging. The, the battery just won't, won't wake up. And that, that's for a reason, I think. It, once a battery's completely drained, it does actually take a lot of power, a lot of charging to bring it back up to a level that can show up on on the computer so or on your phone so if you've had it turned off or hasn't been used for a while then it's completely drained and for it then to have enough power to let you know its power level it might take a fair bit of charge to build that charge back up to a certain point uh, i have told people look just sit there just leave it for a couple of hours let it uh, get that base charge again and then once it's got that, it'll charge regularly. I think a lot of people panic when they don't see something within the first minute. Uh, you've got to be a little bit more patient. It could take, it's taken, I've, I've seen cases where it's taken up to an hour for the battery level to, to come up to a, a, a level where it can be seen. So just be patient with that. I, I do a lot of people panicking, think that it's broken, they need to replace the battery. It's not. you just got to just keep it plugged in. And this is, of course, for if you haven't used the product for a while. If, you, if you're using a product every day and the battery, something's happening, then something's wrong with the battery. But if it's the case where it might be a laptop or a phone or something you haven't used for quite a while, this is normal. So to plug it in, it can take a little while to show that it is actually charging, but stick with it. You'll find that nine times out of ten, it just needs a bit of time bit more power for it to have enough enough power to show it has a level so uh, hang in there don't panic and that is our show for this week thank you for joining us if you need to find out anything else that we've spoken about anything we've covered on the on the podcast you can find it of course at techguide.com.au and we love to hear from you so feel free to get in touch info at techguide.com.au is our email address or if you want to do it the easy way click on the ask Stephen icon on the right hand side of the homepage, and that will get an email to me as well we want to give a special shout out to our sponsors Netgear the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs and also Norton the company that can keep you your family and your devices safe online please support the sponsors that support the Tech Guide podcast thank you once again for listening 
We'll be back with another show next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 